You're listening to the sermon podcast from Real Life on the Palouse, reaching the world for Jesus, one person at a time. Uh, my name is Josh Gray. I'm the lead servant here at Real Life. Honored to be that. Uh, excited for week number two in our Advent series. So uh, last week we got to talk about hope, and this week we're going to dive into peace. You know what was cool about last week, and, and I just want to Again, thank JT for preparing and sharing that. As, um, I, just, I just loved his heart, his transparency, his realness. And what I took away from the sermon last week on hope was that in order to be a hope giver, at some point in my life I had to be a hope receiver, where I needed hope. I needed the, the, the hope that Jesus Christ provides in my life, and that was brought through other people in my life. And so I just think we'll find that theme throughout our Advent series. Advent means the arrival of, we're preparing for the arrival of our Lord and Savior. The, the greatest gift, the greatest gift is the arrival of our Lord and Savior. So I just was super excited. If you missed that uh, sermon, go back and listen to it. Um, it it's, it it's, it's great on, on helping us understand hope and what it really looks like. And so uh, the second week with, with peace, and I, I kind of start off my sermon prep. We have an awesome sermon club team that meets t- uh, but even before that, my big um, ask of the Lord is, I was like, Lord, what do you want your people to know, and your people means me too, uh, to know about peace this season? We've got s- some really cool sermons. I went back and listened to the last three or four Advent series on, and sermons on peace, and it was awesome. I was like, oh, I want to preach that one. Oh, we already did that one. That was so good, though. Lord, what do you want? And guess what I probably lacked quite a bit of over the last couple weeks since I was preaching on peace? Peace. This morning, I was frantically running around, and like I got here, and I was like, oh, the coffee thing. I forgot to set up the coffee. And so we had like no, hardly any coffee for the first service. I don't even know how they made it. Um, oh, the communion, we should do that. Oh, and then I, the first service, I, I left this uh, little remote back there right at the with video. I'm like flying off the stage, running back there, grabbing this, getting back up here. I'm like, okay, I want to talk about peace, which I have none. And so when I think about uh, peace, like, what does that that mean? So why don't you just do a little crowd involvement? Look to your neighbor and say, aloha. Okay, you're not in Hawaii. It's 33 degrees and foggy. I don't think there's a spot right now that's 33 degrees. But aloha in their language, that's a greeting of of peace. That means the well-being. That means a lot of different things as you, as you think of that. Or you can do like the, the gangster style and be like, you can just kind of just acknowledge somebody. Like, I guess that. Or how about what they talked about in the video? And they say, shalom. Shalom. Still used, right? Still used to this day when you go to Israel, uh, they say shalom. And so I often thought about what does it mean today, peace? And think about these photos. I have a couple of photos that I look at. And just as you think about, you know, what does peace mean in my life today? What, are, what, 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 is, what, is, what is the definition for me? And so what do you think about when you see photos with peace? I'm like, cool tattoo. I see different skin colors. I see different heights. The peace could look different at different times in my life and for different people. I don't see a ripple in that lake. That seems peaceful to me. Is that what peace is? Ah. Biblical sign of peace. Dove merhepheth hovers. Doves meaning peace. 
What do you think about when you think about peace? I don't think it was very peaceful how they got the sunglasses on that raccoon. I'm just saying, like, that somebody left with some claw marks because those look like some pretty awesome claws. I don't, I'd like to see that peaceful moment. But what does peace mean in our life when you think about uh, peace? And so I was thinking about some dif- different definitions or synonyms of peace, and, and some of these words might relate to some of those pictures that you saw there, but uh, calm and placidity and serenity and tranquility. I'm like, yeah, that lady sitting there peace and quiet, looking at God's creation. Uh, accord, harmony, quiet, order, stability, uh, pacification, all these different words. And I think about order. And that God is the author, the designer of peace. He is the author and the designer of peace. Peace. And so, Lord, what do you want for your people? What do you want to know? And he just kept saying, I am. I'm like, yeah, no, I know. But what do you want to know? What do you want your people to know about peace? And how can I, like, what do you want me to know about peace? And he said, I am. Yeah, but, but, but I have to do a message, God, about this. And he's like, yeah, I am. Oh. So during this time when I didn't feel like I had a lot of peace, I pressed in to the Prince of Peace. Because peace is probably not something that I can create. Peace is something that had to be given to me by the Prince of Peace, the Creator. Some quotes about peace. So as you start thinking about peace in this world, um, here's an unknown author here. It says, peace, it does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise or trouble or hard work. It means to be in the midst of those things and still be calm in your heart text says that in this world you will have trouble, right? But take heart. He has overcome the world. Nelson Mandela knows a little bit about peace. He says if you want to make peace with your enemy, you have to work with your enemy. Then he becomes your partner. Could Nelson Mandela teach us about peace? Is, there, is forgiveness involved in Receiving and, 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 and having peace in your life. Well, Ronald Reagan says, peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. What are we doing with peace? William Marion uh, Brenham is a pastor. He said, if you've got real peace, you've got Jesus. If you haven't got Jesus, you don't even know what peace means until you come to him. Pressing in to the Prince of Peace. Tony Evans said, peace doesn't mean that you will not have problems. Peace means that your problems will not have you. And R.A. Torrey said, those persons who know the deep peace of God, the unfathomable peace that Greg was talking about that passes all understanding, are always men and women of much prayer. It's like there's this connection to the level of peace you have, to the level of communication you have with your creator in heaven who is the prince of peace, right? 
So you think about this shalom as a greeting. Uh, it says, uh, may you be uh, full of well-being is what they're saying. When somebody says shalom, they're saying, may you be full of well-being. May your life be well. May health and prosperity be upon you. Here's the bonus of being in second service. I had a gentleman come up to me and gave me a little bit of an education because I always thought this was funny joke-wise, but a, there's a guy in Star Trek named Leonard Nimoy. He said, live long and prosper. And he would do this. And he's like, did you know that Leonard Nimoy was a practicing Jew, that he went to synagogue daily, and that he, this is, he was taught this, this uh, Arianic prayer uh, that they talked, that we'll talk a little bit about here, uh, and that this was a, a sign or a letter that started with that started with shalom to get peace. And so, all the live long and prosper Hollywood guys and all that fun stuff—that's pointing to the Prince of Peace. I didn't know that. And so, when you think about peace and the Prince of Peace, we see this introduction here in Isaiah. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And I'd ask you, is he your Prince of Peace? Do you allow him access to your heart? Do you allow him access to your soul and your brain, your mind? Do you allow him access to help you Understand what peace is. Because he's the author. And this is that prayer they were talking about. You know, the series that we have here, um, we talk about the greatest gift. We're building up to this greatest gift. Like, hope by itself is a pretty awesome gift. Like, can you imagine living in a world where you're hopeless? Like, that's why our suicide rates are, are crazy and all these other things and the things you see happening in the world and all those things that people don't have hope. And that hope points to the Prince of Peace. And, and you think about the next word that we're, this next great gift that we have that we're talking about today is peace. And we're like, yes, 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 I want that, 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 we're seeking it. And maybe we're, we're looking for it in our, in our uh, career, or we're looking for it in our, our spouse, or we're looking for it in, all these, in our kids, and we're looking for it in all these places. Except the Prince of Peace is the giver of peace. And so that's a great gift. And we talk about joy. And we're going to talk about that next week. Darby will preach on that next week. What a great gift it is to have joy. And they all kind of link together. And like to have hope can lead you to peace. And to have peace can lead you to joy. And to have joy can lead you to love. And to have love lead you to the greatest gift. Which is the full understanding of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So this, uh, this uh, prayer here, or this, this blessing here, you've heard it. It's been prayed over you if you've been around at our church before. Uh, we do it in a benediction on occasion. Uh, but look at this. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. I want you to say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. You're, when you ask the Lord to bless somebody and to keep them, you're asking the creator of the universe to inter, in, intervene in their life. The person, that, the, the creator that keeps our access spinning the way it's spinning so we don't just fly off into the sun. You're asking the creator of the universe to intervene in their life. Please, Father. And that he would keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. That the Lord turn his face toward you and give you shalom. Give you peace 
in your life. I was uh, up watching my daughter play basketball last night in Coeur d'Alene, and, and we went up early and went to go shopping and uh, got to go to Duluth Trading Company. Really cool store, by the way. Really fun. Awesome. Uh, and so got to go there. And that was pretty calm in there. It wasn't crazy in there. And then we went to the Costco in Coeur d'Alene. I'm like, oh, peace. Wow. Look out. Look out. Coming through. Moving out. Like, man, get away from those samples. Like, not a lot of peace there. But people were going. It was, they were excited. I've never seen this happen at a Costco, by the way. They were doing the, uh, you know how they, they fake check you out at the end when you're leaving just to see if you got everything because they're very concerned, right? So the guy was, like, back there. The manager guy was back there. And the line was, like, all the way, like, to the kitchen. Just, like, huge line. He's just, like, like, just get them out of here. We're like, hey, good. You got your stuff. Okay. Here's a happy face. Bye-bye. But like you think about like the piece. And then we went to Target afterwards. And uh, that place was not peaceful. I see these moms that are just like, just grinding away at this thing. They're just like, ah, the kids are screaming and yelling and they're like going to get the next gift and all those things. And I was like, Amazon, 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 like Amazon at like 10 o'clock at night. Kids are screaming and crying. I want this. I want this. Peace. Peace. It kind of makes me think of this story with Mary and Martha. This is in Luke 10. It says, And Jesus and his disciples were on their way. He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. The sister sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came and asked him, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And he says, Martha, Martha. Double martha Double. Martha, Martha. The Lord answered You are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Now, I know this doesn't relate to anybody here in the holiday season. Right? But Mary, she chose what is better. And it will not be taken away from her. What did she choose that was better? To sit at his feet. And I am excited for my family to come home. We'll have our kids home. I'm super excited. And we are anticipating. We're counting down the days. We bought stuff at Costco for December 24th, 3rd, 2nd. Like, we even bought some gifts. Don't go looking around. (laughs) And I'm excited. But am I going to sit at the Lord's feet with my family? Or am I going to be worried about the busyness of what's going on? Another thing that I found uh, interesting after last week's message when uh, JT was talking about Zachariah and Elizabeth, is so he goes in and he goes to the, into the uh, Holy of Holies and comes out and he can't talk. And so he hasn't been able to talk for like probably nine months. If it was a nine-month pregnancy, I don't know. I wasn't there. 
Um, but he hasn't been able to talk. But here's the first thing that he wants to say when he gets out. This is, this is what he's most excited to talk about. So just think about this. If you couldn't talk for nine months, men, how much peace that would be for your wife? No, uh, no, no, doesn't. I mean, no. Think about, think about, like, what's the, what, what would you want to say? What would be something you'd be really important that you'd want to say? Besides, where's the remote? No. Um, so here's what he says, uh, and I it's just chopped up because it's a long passage, but I just wanted to get a couple of these in here. He says, uh, his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. And you, my child, John the Baptist, you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. I'm so excited to tell you this, son. To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. These are all great things to be the first words out of his mouth, right? Uh, because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. To guide our feet into the path of peace. It's the first thing he wants to say. That's what he wants to say. They knew peace a little differently than we know peace at their time. Like, my peace may not be like, it's, it was crowded at Costco, and their peace might be like, they took my son. My peace might be that my heated seat doesn't work as well as it should, and their peace is like, they don't have a place to sleep. Different kind of peace. So, during this holiday season, I want you to, to leave you with this. I want you guys to think about this. Uh, I know during the season when you have family over and you're connecting and working with a lot of folks, um, I would ask you this question. Are you a peace, uh, are you a peacemaker? Are you a pot stirrer? You got Uncle Bob over here who's a Democrat and Uncle Tom over here who's a Republican and you just kind of walk into the room and you're just like, hey, how about these debates? And then you just like, <laughs> just leave them. Just leave them all stirred up, getting worked up in there, you know, causing, you know, where they're, it's funny, but like, it's kind of true, right? So I'm going to ask you this. Are you going to, are you going to be like Matthew 5, 9 here? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of peace. During this season, during this time, are you going to be a peacemaker in your family? That may require forgiveness. That may require reaching out. Like what, would, what could be a greater gift to people in your family than to create peace amongst them? Amongst broken relationships. Like whatever you buy, whatever you were to give me, like to have peace in my household, to have peace amongst my children, to have peace amongst my mom and dad and extended family, like that's the greatest gift. And that gift comes through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because we want to be like him. We want to be called children of God. So as we prepare for this time of communion, uh, if you guys will go and serve that, that's fantastic. Thank you for being willing to do that. Uh, I was a little nervous there. <laughs> um, we're going to hold the elements together. We hold those all together. And, uh, and as during this time, we're going to have a, a reflective song for you to think about. I want to go over a couple questions really quick. We'll hold the elements together. We'll take them at the end. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this, 
this isn't going to mean that much to you as far as uh, having the cracker and juice, so just let it pass by. But if you do, uh, hold it and we'll take it all together. So let's think about some questions here uh, quickly. Who has been a peacemaker in your life? And how did their actions impact you? These are questions you can go over with your home group. These are questions you can go over uh, at the dinner table with your family. Um, Who's been a peacemaker in your life and how did their actions impact you? What scripture do you relate to most in regards to peace? Do you have one that you're hanging on to this year? If you don't, there's lots of them. Go find something in the text that you're going to hang on to as a family and you're like, no, this year we're memorizing this scripture about peace. And we're going to fight for peace within our family. Fight for peace. It's kind of funny. Um, We're going to have peace in our family. How are you seeking peace in your own life? Peace will not attack you. You have to seek it. It takes work. And that work is in the Prince of Peace and knowing him. It takes time to be on your knees and praying and in communion with God. How are you seeking it? And how can you be a peacemaker this season? What relationships are you going to fight for to have peace in your family, in your workplace, and with your, within, your, within your community? Father God, I just thank you for this time with your word, uh, with your people, Lord. I just ask that, that, that what you want imparted upon your people was said here, that you are the peacemaker. You are the designer. You are the author of what peace is. Father, we just thank you for that. We love you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us by visiting liferotp.com and connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a great week.